And um, we're going to, uh, as this summer unfolds, I hope that we will get to many of the questions, um, if not all of the questions that you might have over the course of the summer. And more about that later. But first, um, it's just great uh, to have you here. Some um, have been around a while, some are returning after a while, and it's just really great. And so I'm glad you're here. Uh, here is a passage of scripture from a tiny little book in the Bible called 2 John. 2 John. Um, there's 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. This is uh, uh, here, uh, here it is. John says, he closes out his little letter by saying, I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. Um, that's just a, a, we don't often reference that verse in the Bible, but it, it's just a, a very dear uh, way of speaking to a friend. And uh, let me read that again. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. Um, when I saw Casey's face for the first time walking in tonight, I, I said, hello, I'm Brian. And slowly it was dawning on me who I was talking to because I hadn't seen her in a while. And that's the joy of friendship and familiarity to seeing people that you know and and being reacquainted with people that you that you know and so um, there that kind of life is all too rare where you know people and it is a good thing to be face to face with people and so um, we're that touches on a little bit uh, of what we're going to explore together tonight. But I, I want us to envision that, this ancient uh, writing, this, this ancient uh, piece of literature here that's in our Bible, this is scripture. Uh, and it, this is not an earth-shattering kind of revelation, but it is just a statement of friendship. He says, I, I have much to tell you, but I don't want to use paper name. I want to tell you face to face. And so that's a good thing. Let's pray. <clears throat> Lord, I pray that we would be a fellowship that encourages one another to use their to use our faces for love, to communicate love, to speak love. Um, the expressions, our countenances, uh, the words that we say, the way we look at people, I, I pray that, especially with one another, um, and then to those outside of the fellowship, I, I pray that we would use our faces 
for the purposes of conveying love. Will you help us to do that? In Christ's name we pray. First up, just as a reminder, this is a, a week and a half away, but Flag Day is Friday, June 14th. And what better way to celebrate Flag Day than by hearkening back to the Jurassic period uh, several million years ago. Uh, and uh, that will be on a, a large, smooth surface of the Tobin Center outside uh, on which the movie will be projected. And we will watch it. And I have never seen Jurassic Park. I haven't either. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yes. See, Except for I have an excuse, more excuses than either. I, um, I knew that was a short-lived, sort of a, a short-lived solidarity. Uh, we, Sorry. I stand in solidarity with you for a while. Um, anyway. I, I have a very good excuse. Uh, I never got around to it. Uh, uh, well, I was allowed to, so. Are you, what? Well, when I was a kid, when it came out. Oh, too scary. Okay, all right. Um, okay, well, anyway, that, that's um, that's Flag Day. Now, many of our, of our events this summer will be identified with certain national, national days, like Flag Day, uh, there are, there's another, there's some more obscure ones that you'll find out about as, as the approach, but we're going to tie these events to certain days on the calendar, some of which you've heard of, met most of which you've not. Okay. Lucas, yes? Happy Cow Day and Happy Earl Day today. Cow Day? Yes. Today's official Cow Day and today's official Earl Day. Official what day? Earl. Sorry, Earl. Earl Day. Okay. Like Those two were not on the calendar when we did our pet thing, uh, Cal and Earl. Uh, but happy, uh, yeah, really. Um, happy those special days uh, to you. Uh, so, uh, all right. Um, Cal Day, no bull. Okay, uh, anyway. Uh, so that is. Uh, that is the Friday flag day, June 14th. Okay, now, next week is the return of ABW, which which is... As Brian. As Brian, whatever, that's right. Uh, where, there was a groan. And, and now there's silence, I, I don't know. But, oh, that's right, you're gonna be, you're gonna be sailing. Sailing. Yeah, okay, Christopher Cross. I know. Uh, love, love it. Uh, by the way, that album won a Grammy for Albums of the Year in 1980. Swept the Grammys. Yeah, would you, could, could you make a little more? Is that all the noise you were able to conjure up? Okay, Any, anyway, thanks for coming, Andrew. Really good to see you. Bye-bye. Uh, okay, I, anyway, um, so here's what I'd like. I've already had a submission of questions uh, for ABW, and, um, and so uh, we will get to those. Those will be top on the list um, 
next week when the person who submitted the questions is not here. Uh, and uh, but uh, but then yeah, really interesting. <laughs> talking about uh, so, uh, but I, I do. I'm, I'm with. Yeah. Can you open a couple more? Of those? I, as I was saying, everybody, uh, I, I would uh, like you, please, to submit questions uh, via email, text, uh, whatever. Raise your hand. And we'll raise your hand. We can take questions from the floor as well. And we will um, we'll proceed uh, that way. And just use this next week to do that and get those questions in. We will, and remember the purpose of ABW is not so that I can play the part of, you know, answer guru. Uh, it, it is, I, I will respond to the questions to the best of my ability, but the, the main purpose is to, is to ignite some conversations and uh, so that we can have a, a richer exploration than just one person's answer. A richer exploration? Uh, well, a Richard Lombardini <laughs> uh, exploration. Um, who, by the way, is also conspicuously absent tonight. But he's, you know, he's getting ready to go to Italy. But anyway. Um, uh, but that aside, get those questions in for ABW next week. And really anything goes okay any question whatever it may be uh so it doesn't have to be um you know vetted by whoever just uh, any question and, and of course we we hope that these are not like what's your favorite color you know that that kind of thing but but really um what's the meaning of life substantial questions what's the meaning of life exactly exactly uh, mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, we'll. If you haven't heard that, I'm not we'll, sure what you're doing here. Wow. Yeah, we'll have It's. First Friday. It's. Uh, God, no. Um, okay. Uh,
just a bunch of ridiculousness. Um, okay. Uh, Pardon me while I take a sip of my diet. <laughs> okay. Now, who am who, who am I? In that, in that, uh, in the spirit of that question, talk about these questions. How do you introduce yourself to others? Um, and then, and, and you know, clearly you would say, you know, I'm whatever your name is. You know, uh, you would say, I would say, I'm Brian Richardson. But, um, but how? Just the whole thing. How? How do you go about um, the introduction? Um, I'm Brian, and I work here. You know, whatever. Um, and then, what are the top three things you want to make sure people know about you early on? Early on, I uh, went to a funeral a couple of years ago, in which the officiant of the funeral—and I'll, I'll use a different name—I'll call him Joe Smith—said, uh, uh, "Now I'm getting." Okay, uh, it's it's ABW already. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the officiant in the funeral said, "Hello, everyone." It was at a funeral home. It wasn't at a church. He said, "Hello, everyone. My name is Doctor Joe Smith." Um, and I thought, "Okay, uh, <laughs> we know something besides your name, uh, and you want us to know that clearly." And I swear to you, at the end of that funeral, he said. And again, my name is Dr. Joe Smith. Before you leave, uh, I've got some cards out the back there if you'd like to take a couple of those cards. And uh, I pastor a new church here in town. And so uh, just, you know, kind of drumming up the old business there, Dr. Joe Smith was. And so um, that was the one of the weirdest funerals I've ever been to, actually. Uh, so uh, that aside, I mean, what, we all have our things that we kind of like people to know uh, about us. So depending on your level of openness and how much you want to self-reveal tonight, talk about that as well. Um, and if you don't want to talk about that, diss other people that uh, reveal things about themselves. No, I'm kidding. Um, but just talk about those two things and we will return with who am I? All right, and by the way, um, we, uh, we have uh, some snacks up there. We will not be having a meal this summer. I, I think we've made that quite clear. Uh, we, have, we have some snack foods uh, out there, but uh, uh, but at any rate, uh, we will be going all the way through mid-August, and so uh, we will also be practicing etiquette. Uh, we will have etiquette night, uh, and uh, I'm kidding again. Uh, okay, but 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 we will. I, I just want you to I just want you to know we're going to be here seven o'clock all the way through August. We're 
trying to figure out you know what we can do beyond that but, um, with my school schedule and so forth but uh, uh, Thursday in the city will return in uh, September but but again we're going to try to figure out what we can do with midweek in the city beyond uh, mid-August but in the meantime if you do have uh, friends or folks that either are a part of First Baptist Church or not are looking for something to do in the summer. Everybody's welcome here. And we I'm it's my aim not to waste anybody's time. And now, just y'all being around each other, that's never a waste of time. But if we add the element of you know somebody facilitating a discussion or doing some teaching, that could be a waste of time depending on how that goes, but it's my aim not to waste your time. And uh, so I'm I'm, I want to keep this as uh, discussion-oriented as possible. And by the way, uh, we are getting some some good questions in that I think are, especially for next week, that I think will be uh, beneficial for us all to look at. So um, thanks for those um, questions. And, um, and we will uh, you know, talk about those. Um, so, what do you think about these two questions here? Any comments about either one of those questions? I can only think of one thing. Okay. I, I, it was hard to think of three things. Okay, that, that's fine. I, I just thought I'd put it over there. But, but, I, but I think it's interesting that it was hard to think of three things. You know, <clears throat> Sometimes we may not recognize that we're actually desiring to communicate something to somebody. Uh, because sometimes it could be nonverbal, you know, the things that we want people to know about us. Uh, it could be the way, it could be our, our stance, you know, or, or the way we carry ourselves in front of people, you know, don't mess with me. Or um, I'm not really all that interested, you know. Or you you really have to work hard to get my attention, you know. Whatever, maybe we can communicate all kinds of things non-verbally. Uh, too certainly verbal uh, communication is um, can be tricky sometimes. But let's let's talk about this just a second. What? Is a common thing that you would say besides your name to somebody? <coughs> your job. Your job. Oh, what did you say, Duncan? Where you're from. Where you're from? Yeah. Your origin, your job, um, and, and your name. Those are probably the big, big three. What? My voice. Oh yeah. I mean, do you think people when they meet you, Lucas, they go, "Why is he talking about?" I mean, do you? Well, do you, do you think that people sometimes are afraid to say it, that they may be thinking it? Uh, I, yeah, I would say yes. And, uh, and like yesterday, I, I was out there in the kitchen and uh, at an event. We did it yesterday and I looked at the and I wasn't talking to a girl because I had my daughter gloves on. But she started sign language into her eyes. Like, to me, I'm like, no, I can talk. It was just kind of awkward that she talked. I was deaf. But I mean, yeah. just 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's natural. Sure. Uh, oh, yes, Levi. I'm funny, just like the more time I spend at First Baptist, like the more people I meet, when I say hi, my name is Levi, the first thing they ask me is if I'm Jewish. And I kind of like look around myself and I'm like, it's called First Baptist? Are you really serious? People ask you oh, that I've here. I've had five people ask me, "Are you Jewish?" And I'm like, oh, "No." I mean, no offense to Jewish. Like, they, they sound right. Because my name is Levi. The name Levi. Wow. You know like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's where it comes from. But I'm like, no. It's kind of. I laugh. I think it's funny. I'm just interested. So like, Next time, just say no. That's a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have all the jeans. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. Non-Christian people are like, you mean the jeans? And they're like, no, not that either. Oh, right. <laughs> you mean the jeans? <laughs> but then the anime people are like, you mean Levi Ackerman from Attack on Titan? And I say, yes! <laughs> That's good. Okay, I like that. All right, yes. I was just going to say, like, sometimes I'm on the other end of that, where it's like, I want to know more about people, but I'm so afraid of being the stupid um, question asker that I just kind of don't ask stuff that... Or we don't want to It'd be nice to ask. It'd be nice to talk more and find out more about people. But I'm like, they already tell me that. Yeah. I wasn't wandered off in my brain. Or is it not a question? You know, I think yeah. that's a hindrance sometimes in like early communication. It probably means like compliment my own. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just like, yeah. But yeah. I'm not offended. It's just, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. My father was very curious about people when he would meet them. and it caused great amounts of embarrassment to me <laughs> with him. He would say, now, are you a Yankee? Is that, you don't, you're, you don't talk like you're from Texas. You a Yankee. Uh, and, you know, and I would, of course, my, you know, being my little, you know, early teen self, I would say, Father, that is not the correct way to speak. <laughs> so anyway, uh, okay. So yes, uh, intro introductions, I mean, how much do we, re and, and by the way, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to know that what we tell about, we eke out this little, you know, name, rank, and serial number, you know, kind of thing. That's, that's not even close to who we are, you know. I mean, even our name, we're more than just our name. Um, but we say, uh, you know, uh, I'm Brian, I'm from New Braunfels, Texas. I'm, you know, uh, in church work. Well, that's not um, who I am, huh? But you're just hitting the surface. Yeah, exactly. I thought you were saying something to me. I'm grateful that she did. <laughs> I was just making a fit. You're just making it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, that's a great way to meet people. Um, <laughs> make a face. Uh, works. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're just, it's just kind of surfacey. And, and that's, it's not, you know, we should say, well, that's awful. No, that's it's perfectly fine to do that as long as we recognize that. We, there's, there is further to go, you know, uh, as the situation warrants. Of course, we all know people who, you, you know, have, who've flood you with a torrent of information that you just think, 
wow, what, I don't even know what to do with that, you know, uh, unsolicited support from that can be kind of improper. But, you know, Facebook is good for that too, so, um, all right. It's all accurate too. Uh, it's all accurate, exactly, wow. Um, yeah, the curated images on Facebook, absolutely trustworthy. Um, and so, uh, so here is Psalm 139. This, the, the Bible is very concerned with identity. Um, who are you? Who are you? And by the way, who? Asking who am I is not a narcissistic question. It's a very necessary question. Um, and I hope that becomes more apparent. Uh, let's just listen. You can follow along if you want, Psalm 139, but at least listen. Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit, when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in, behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, still with you. If only you would slay the wicked, O God. Away from me, you bloodthirsty men. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. The psalmist um, has begun to recognize that God's, the, the, the fact that God is ever immediately with him is actually it actually means that God knows him completely. That's, that's what he means by that. You're always with me. There's this, the sense of that is that God knows the psalmist. And so um, 
to be fully and immediately present with someone is to know that person. Uh, I, I would go so far as to say, if you, to the extent that you don't know someone, you can't be fully present. You can't meet that person fully. I'm not saying there's something wrong with that necessarily. I'm just saying that to be fully present is to know someone. To be fully present in all aspects. And this is how God is, as the psalmist says. He, he knows me, and so uh, he's, he is fully present with me. Now, here's a question for you. Um, do you know someone, somebody well enough to know what he or she is doing right now, even though you're not in the same location as that person? Now, I want you to talk about that but with one another at your tables just for a second. Go ahead. Okay, but um, 
but it also encompasses knowledge. Probably that's even the more important thing. He knows us so well that he knows where we are. And he knows what's going on. He knows how we're thinking, you know? Which is, by, by the way, even more important than what you're thinking at any given moment. It's how, how you, you think. If you, know, if you know how somebody thinks, you know that person very well. It doesn't really matter if you know what they're thinking uh, at that second. But if you know how they think, well, that's pretty big. And so, um, so it, it, is, it is with, you know, it's with great uh, wonder that we can sort of contemplate, wow, God has not lost track of me. He knows where I am. And he knows how I think. And that begs, or that doesn't beg the question, but it raises a question. And here's the question that it raises, and this is what the psalmist says. There's a little bit of a turn in that psalm, because he's talking about all this picturesque image of God's presence and knowing him and so forth. And he can't get away from God. And by the way, that's not like God is a stalker. You know, it's not like he opens his closet door and God's there saying, hi. It's not, it's not like that. It's, it's, that's the difference between, that's the difference between God as stalker and God as knower. He just knows. He just, well, I mean, he he knows. It's like if I fly away to the far side of the sea, even even there, you know, you're you're with me. And what he means is, you haven't lost track of me. You don't. You haven't forgotten uh, how I think and, and my personality and so forth. You know me still. You know, distance doesn't matter to you, God. You know me. And again, we can approximate that in our in our life with other people too. You know, your parents are watching Fox News or playing with the grandkids. You know, um, you have not lost track of them. You haven't forgot. Well, I haven't seen my parents in a couple of days. I forgot what they like to do. You know, you, you don't. That's absurd. And so, this is the way. This is kind of akin to how the psalmist is talking. But there's a turn there. He says, his mind kind of wanders, you know, it seems like, because well, other people, people hate you, you know? I don't get that. I just, it just gets all over me, you know? I hate them back if they hate you. And then he goes, oh, I wonder, maybe, I, maybe that's not the best attitude to have. I guess you can see that kind of haughty attitude in my heart right now. He says, better search me out, you know, and make sure I get rid of these kinds of evil thoughts, hateful thoughts, arrogant thoughts. It's as if the psalmist says, do I know me like God knows me? Do I know myself? And if I don't, will I ever be able to be present with others? Um, or will I continue to be arrogant with other people? You know, put up a barrier. 
Here's how that calculus works. It, if one doesn't know oneself, one cannot be at peace with oneself. Uh, okay? Because, because the, if you don't know yourself, then you're constantly a mystery to you. Or, or you, you don't know why you keep doing certain things. Or why things keep ending up like they do. Um, so there are, there are certain facets of your life that trouble you. Facets that you will attempt to shield from others. You, know, you don't understand this thing in you, so you just sort of hide it. And to the extent that a person is shielding herself or himself from others, that person will then not have the resources it takes to come to know others and cannot therefore be fully present. In other words, if we're trying to deal with our stuff, to the extent that we're trying to deal with our stuff and at the same time hide it from other people, that's that much less energy and capacity we have to be fully present with people. We are distracted, we are depleted of that kind of energy. And that leads to alienation, loneliness, and isolation. Now, the psalmist realizes that in some ways he's a mystery to himself, Psalm 139, and that in order for him to be more and more fully present with others, he must be gaining more and more freedom from the puzzle of himself. So he says, you take your searchlight. He really gets down to the nitty gritty here. He says, you take your searchlight and you look at me. Uh, the way he says it is, uh, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Those little places that I don't understand, they're kind of fuzzy to me that I try to hide. You search those out. And so, you know, we, we often talk about a wall that someone has built around himself. You've seen it, haven't you? You can go so far with somebody and that's just all you're going to, it's as far as you're going to get, you know. Um, my daughter was talking about that the other day with a, with a friend she's known for a long time. And, um, but there's always just been a certain distance. And she said, I can't get past that place. And so, yes. I didn't mean to interrupt your thought. Oh, no, no. I was just thinking, I think that everybody has the capacity for that. How, how do you think about that in context of the current cultural norms of, like, our walls are our phones and, and technology? And I heard on the radio this morning, like, young people of this generation, like, want to hide behind a corner when the doorbell rings and the doorbells mm -hmm. are maybe going to be a thing of the past and they would rather get a text. And, Yada, Where yada. did you hear that? Okay, <laughs> this morning they were talking doorbells, about doorbells. Really? Yeah, doorbells are are becoming scary to you know yeah. younger adults, I guess. What's, okay, all right. Well, as a younger adult, I don't know how I feel about. It. Yeah, I. <laughs> okay, yeah, now, wait a minute. Wait I don't, a minute. As a not younger adult, I don't know. I want, I want to see, that. <laughs> see, and this is where the sparks fly right here. <laughs> 
talk to me a little bit more about doorbells. I think, I mean, I don't know if it's, you know, they, they said that, they basically said that there was a study or something, and as, as scientific as Caleb gets, I don't, I mean, they, you know, they, they hear about research or whatever, yeah, someone's yeah. done, and uh, that, you know, younger generation adults um, tend not to want there to be a doorbell ringing, and maybe it's a thing in the past, and I know there's technology like Ring and stuff where you can kind of see on your phone, mm -hmm. kind of who's at the door or whatever, and the just general preference was for well, text instead. Th this is this is a natural outgrowth, isn't it, of caller ID, which mm -hmm. you don't you don't even call it that anymore. You used to be able to used to call it caller ID. Even even know that name? Yeah. That term, and it was you know when I was growing up. When it was separate from your phone. When it was not connected. Yeah. To See, the, the phone ringing, it just used to ring and you would answer it and That's they surprise. would say, hello, you know, I am Joe Smith. And I would say, you're Dr. Joe Smith. Um, and then do not disturb. Now you're like, I'm not talking. Yeah, do not disturb. Unplug the phone. Yeah. It's exactly right. Um, I was always excited with the doorbell ringing whenever we were kids. I'm not excited. Like, I mean, you know, I haven't, I haven't thought about that in a long time, but I remember a time as a kid that it was, there's something new happening. Yeah. It's a doorbell ringing, and that means a new entity is going to enter our lives. And just like, I'm like, that better be a package and not a real person. <laughs> Actually, later on, uh, and this is probably just a function of my own introversion, but I get the doorbell stress. Yeah. Doorbells ringing would cause me stress. And I don't think I've ever, I don't know that I've, I haven't, either I haven't thought about that in a long time or I've never thought about it, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but I get that, and I'm not even a millennial. <laughs> wow. What? Oh, what? Well, as we're moving further, I feel like we're just, well, putting up walls between us and people, like, in, in general. Starting from humanity. Walls. Walls. Talk to the wall. Uh, but, but in every area, like, you walk into McDonald's, and there's screens for you to order on. Or no. Have food delivered to you. This is like, you know, when somebody said something like that when these self-serve gas pumps started, you know, like yes, the midnight or whatever. Uh, and I, I heard some preacher something say, you know, now you, you don't even have to interact with a person, you know. And of course, now we don't even think about that. We we love, you know. I would love to have not self-serve gas. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm sorry. No, 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 he, I know what you're saying. He meant the, Kind where you put the card in. He didn't. He didn't mean like people yeah. coming and pumping it. Yeah, we you, you used to have to go in, even if you pumped your own gas. You used to have to go in and pay gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. to come back out. Yeah, and of course, grocery stores. Yeah, you know, the self checkout. We're gonna be like not communicating with people. I know. I just y'all. We gotta watch that. We really do. Yes. Well, I have a theory about the the gas thing because now in all the horror movies, you go to like a product gas station and they're like, yeah, you wouldn't stay in this cabin. 
Yeah. Oh, I know. See, it's always. So that's why we all interact with those people. Yes. Too many horror movies. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, I'm not going to, like, so. I, I think this will shock you, but I'm an introvert. I think. And I It does not shock me. Okay. Introverts, no. They can they can spot other introverts. Oh, yeah. So okay, okay. I had you tagged a long time ago. <laughs> okay, Ernest <laughs> So So I think these things these facilitators of those tendencies. Yes. I'm gonna go to him because it's the comfort zone, but you, you don't choose to walk through the gauntlet of random people you don't know. Yeah, if right. You don't have to, but maybe it's better if you have to. What if all the tech developers are introverts? That's why we're getting all these. Oh heck yeah! You know, yeah, so they're nerdy. Exactly. They're like, oh, they didn't even have to interact. Raised your hand. I'm not afraid to. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not an introvert. No, you are not an introvert. <laughs> you don't know a stranger. No, I'm not a stranger, but yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, uh, I'm not a name, but I'll talk to him. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> now, so we we can. We need to watch that. We can build walls. But see, here's the thing. When we do that, we also, this is a little counterintuitive. When we keep to ourselves, we know ourselves less. When we keep to ourselves, we know ourselves less. Tell us more. Well, a friend is someone who will call out from you the best you can be. A friend is someone uh, who can say, did you know that you have this capability or this tendency or, you know, and, and the friend can call forth from you, you know, the, the best. Um, when we keep to ourselves, we become our own echo chamber, and we discover nothing new. Um, I think you can also have a lot of superficial friendships. Of course, yeah, which become an echo chamber. Well. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly right. Um, but but I'm using friendship here in in the most ideal form. Um, but but yes, that's that's exactly right. Um, you can have a bunch of people who tell you what you want to hear. Uh, and that's probably the next best thing, you know, to be, it's really another form of walling yourself off, you know, uh, having friends who tell you what you want to hear. Um, but you will know yourself less the more you stay behind those walls. And, and things become self-reinforcing, you know, self-fulfilling. Um, and it's, it becomes very difficult to discover m more of who you are. And so, interestingly, when we read this psalm, we can tend to read it through Facebook eyes or social media eyes. 
consider, consider a Facebook page. A Facebook page is content that you've created about yourself, which shows to the world, shows to the world uh, details that you have approved, and uh, that you want the world to see. You know, and that doesn't mean it's always positive necessarily. I mean, it could be like, you know, uh, something like you know people sort of bragging about, but it doesn't come across. It, it's like, um, look how genuine I am. I can. What's that? Look how genuine I am. Yeah, well, look how genuine I, I am. Been for the past couple years, is, yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I'm so genuine. Right, I'm so genuine. I'm. I'm uh, like you know, the sometimes like the met, the sort of the messy mommy blogs, you know, it's like um, I'm just a you know I'm just a mother of five, you know, trying to do the dishes, you know, and, and yet I have time to sit down and type out these amazing blog posts. Um, but but it's sort of like uh, so we could look at the psalm and we could look at it, you know, God, you're always with me. Um, I, I get really incensed, you know, people who diss you, um, and forgive all my sins, you know, and we, it's sort of like, we tend to think of it as, here's my crazy, messy life, you know, Psalm 139 becomes, here's my crazy, messy life, but God loves me anyway, and he's always with me, and he helps me when I ask for forgiveness, lol, uh, so it's just like, what? Um, this it becomes another sort of way to present yourself to the world, you know. Um, I don't know, you know. Even those bios sometimes on Twitter, like you know, husband, father, Christ follower. What is this a like a movie tagline? This sucker, husband, father, Christ follower. Um, in that order? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, so, so I, I want you to answer this question. What is a humble brag? And, uh, and what purpose does it serve? Let's talk about that just for a few seconds and then we will read.
better than he knows it. See, he's saying, I don't know me that well. So I'm going to have to be made aware of that. See, the, the story behind this is that the psalmist realizes that he's got a deficit of self-knowledge. And whenever we have deficits of self-knowledge, in that we don't have a clear picture, and so we make stuff up. And when we make stuff up, that's called anxiety. It, it's it's that see, a, anxiety is a very fuzzy, ill-defined kind of fear. It's not like, you know, an axe murderer is about to ring my doorbell. Speaking of doorbells. <laughs> Anxiety is, there's something there and I don't know what it is. Fear is, an axe murderer is walking up my sidewalk. You know, that's well-defined, the axe is gleaming, you know, whatever. I'm sorry to dwell on such a gruesome image, but anyway. Anxiety is something that's ill-defined. And we don't know what it is, but we know it's probably not very pleasant, and we get afraid, and we fill in all kinds of blanks about what it could do to us. Amy? So, this is really interesting, because you said stuff we tend to make up. Um, yeah. And I know this is the thing that probably every woman in this room has heard. But there's a whole movement around, like, it's called the, like, I am enough movement. And the whole concept I am is, enough? Yeah, is it, like... Oh, you know, I I am enough for God. Like even if I'm not enough for anybody else, and I right, I really dislike that because we aren't, and well, that's the whole point. Yeah, girl is the whole point. Preach. Well, okay, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I am. In other words, like we are not a com we are not whole yet. We are not completed. We are not. Um, where we, where we need to be uh, as far as the development of our character yeah. and the, uh, the, the uh, transformation of our minds and so forth. So I, I get that. Where, we, where, where I think that could be good if it doesn't go beyond this is I don't have to climb up to, on anything to get God's attention. It is enough that I exist. I can get God's attention. I already have God's attention. So my sense is that you perceive that, and I haven't heard of this, but uh, of this I am enough movement, but you perceive that people are carrying it beyond that. Yeah, it comes, it comes from that anxiety of we, like, Intrinsically, we pretty much know that we're not enough. Oh, so we and so we try to make that gap yeah. up of like I'm gonna make myself feel better by saying that. I yeah, and, and really, rather than saying I am enough, the, maybe the proper response is maybe we need to start a search me movement. Yeah, you know, hashtag we're hashtag <laughs> hashtag search me. Um, but <laughs> search me, oh God, and know my heart. See, this is this is. I, I don't really know what's in there. Yeah, I think it's like, search me, oh God, and know my heart, and maybe, like, let me in on what's in there. Yeah, Cause but, but that's... What's in there is a lot more truth than, I think, what a lot of us 
lots of bubbles on the surface. Well, of course, and and we and and I think that I again I've never heard of the I am enough, you know, movement or whatever it is meme, uh, but but <laughs> I would say that if if we can shift that thinking to. Uh, I just don't know, and I need some help, um, and God is willing to help, and, you know. So, search me, O oh God, and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Then he says, see if there's any offensive way in me, and then lead me in the way everlasting. It's a hard, it's a difficult couple of verses there. But it is a, there is a budding sense, a developing sense of, I am, I am going to be, I'm going to be well if I am seeking this knowledge from God. It's going to be all right. But it's not all right yet, and I'm a little scared. But lead me in the way everlasting is sort of the resolution of that, you know, resolve. Lead me in the way everlasting. So. It's like you have to hype yourself up for that prayer? Um, like, like it's a reluctant? Well, I think he did hype himself up. I, I think, so to speak. I mean, I, I think this contemplation was a necessary contemplation to get through, to arrive at, you know, this whole contemplation God knows me. And then he sort of goes off on, you know, other people don't seem to be at this place with God. And then he goes, oh, but I guess I'm really, I've got enough to deal with in my own self, so search me. But he has to end up there. He doesn't just leave with that. I think it's instructive that it doesn't begin with those two verses. It ends with those two verses. Leave on it. So this is maybe similar, that makes sense. But I'm going to land on the train on the time you're teaching, so I was listening to the first repentance podcast. Uh-huh, Chris, right, Chris, yeah. And he was talking about just going through, like, every decade of your life and just asking God, hey, God, what am I, what am I not getting here? What am I ignoring? What am I not giving up to you? Which, to me... Gonna be honest, haven't thought about repentance in quite a while, so it's good that I was listening. But to me, I feel like it's the same type of thing, where it's like we actually honestly have to be willing to be like, ah, this is not gonna be fun. Right. That that is, I I think that that fits. It's not just like, all right, I'm completely repented now. Right. It's a. It's a. It's sort of a um, shaky kind of. Start to that as it fits and starts, you know, and you have to ramp up to that, which is why we have to have this kind of contemplation. But it's interesting you bring in the I hadn't remembered that it was the going through every decade. Um, actually, I missed the last one, so maybe that's fine. But oh, um, this is the first one. Oh, this is the first one. Well, uh, but I was just reading today in you know, one of those books. I, I don't know if y'all were there for the uh, books to read before you die, but um. One of the books is uh, St. Augustine's Confessions. Y'all, I started that today. I've never read that. And oh, 
my word. I mean, it, it is, he does this, he, he takes, he starts, here's how he starts the book. It's divided up into these sections. The first 15 years of my life, he goes up to age 15. Then he goes, then he goes age 16. Then he gets his license. He did not because he was living in sure the 5th century. But, um, but, but he, does, he does this. He goes through these sections, these uh, phases of his life like that. And he's, uh, he's just basically sort of, he's confessing all this. And he's, he's confessing it not to, you know, dear reader, here is who I am. He's confessing it to God. But he's sort of like wrestling this out with God, too. Uh, and so I'm just at the beginning of it, but it's I highly recommend it, and it's highly readable. It really is. Um, but here's the here's the thing. Speaking of confession, you were speaking of repentance, but um, confession is closely related. This is what um, the psalmist is doing in those last two verses. It's a it's a prelude to confession. Search me, O God, and know me. We're going to end here in just a second. But y'all, the answer to the question, who am I? It's not a wall around yourself. The answer to the question, who am I? is not a humble brag. You know, trying the, the best messy way you can to get your life out there on social media. Um, it's, it's not the, the best way to uh, answer who am I? Is, is to confess. And that's counterintuitive. Um, and let me tell you what I mean by that. First of all, I'm just going to go through these in rapid fire because we, we have no time left. Confession is listening. Um, in confession, in confession, we are done with seeking out the stories that others tell us about ourselves. We prepare ourselves for the revelation from God about us. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. And what he's saying is, let me in on that. Together, I want us to stare into the abyss, basically. So confession is listening. Confession is self-knowledge. It is an end to the stories we tell ourselves about us. In confession, we know ourselves because we take stock of ourselves with God. We open that closet, it's time, and we go, oh my God, I wore that. You know, I mean, it's like, wow. Uh, we, we cannot know ourselves without confession. Confession is investigation. Search me. And he's not, he's not saying, well, I sit back in my lazy boy. He's saying, let's help me roll my sleeves here. It's investigation. It's not a, it's not, we, we look at confession sometimes as a book burning. Like, I'm hauling out all my trash, you know, burn it, get it out of here. Um, I don't want to look at it again. It's more like, it's not a book burning, it's more like going to a library and perusing. What are the volumes in here? What informs this culture 
of my inner life. See, that's harder than get it away, take it away, don't want to see it. It's, I, I've been informed by that. Or this is what I have been paying attention to over here. Wow, you see this? God, what is this? What is this? You know? Um, what was that? Confession is what? Confession is investigation. Um, it's, it's not a book burning. It's a library visit, if you will. A library perusing. Um, we investigate the backstory of our lives. By the way, this is what Augustine does. He goes, you know, I, I've kind of been thinking along these lines, and here's, here's what I've come up with, and this doesn't seem to match up with what I hear you are all about, God. Um, we uncover what we are actually trying to do. I have been engaged in this project. You know, maybe that's been the wrong project all along. So confession is investigation, and confession is power. It is power. It is power because it is the act of the human will. It is an act of your will. And that's a, that only one made in the image of God possesses the power of the will. A snail can't confess. It can just crawl along and leave this trail of slime. And it's not like snails, but yeah. they're creatures of God. But they can't confess. What if a priest in the confessional booth opened up the thing and there was a snail on the other side? That would be weird. Um, okay, that'd be odd. All right. Um, conf confession is power. Then. It is saying, I, I'm going to undertake this. God helping me. I'm, I'm presenting myself to you, God. Search me. Let's do this. Uh, confession is community also. It is community because it's a revelation of yourself to others, which allows full presence with one another. Who am I? Well, let's find out, shall we? Here's my confession. Confession is also continual. It is not an act to be undertaken only when one has sinned. It's a continual transparency before God. It's not just sin. It's uh, here's where I'm going with this. Or friend, here's where I'm going with this. It's, it's, a, it's a transparency before God and others. And a confessional life, therefore, is one that is trustworthy. If you know somebody's not trying to hide any part of life from you, any part of his or her life from you, and, and is forthcoming, you can go, that's a person I can trust. It's very beautiful, actually. So, the biggest key to the, to the answer, who am I, is confession. 
On that basis, all other facets of character are built. Humility, longing, um, openness, community. Let me just read this to you, and then we'll be done. Um, many of you have heard me speak about my affection for the theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, who was killed, martyred really, by the Nazis in the waning days of the Second World War, just like six weeks before his concentration camp was liberated, he was hanged. And he had a complex life and wrote a lot you know, from his, from his uh, imprisonment. But here's a poem that, I, that has just knocked me out for years. I, I just cannot believe that somebody wrote something so hauntingly beautiful and worthy of emulation. But here it is. This poem, this is written you know, while he was in this concentration camp. It's called, Who Am I? Who am I? They often tell me I step out from myself, calm, cheerful, poised, like a squire from his manor. Who am I? They often tell me I speak with my guards freely, friendly, and clear, as though I were the one in charge. Who am I? They also tell me I bear days of calamity serenely, smiling and proud, like one accustomed to victory. Am I really what others say of me? Or am I only what I know of myself? Restless, yearning, sick, like a caged bird, struggling for life breath as if I were being strangled, starving for colors, for flowers, for birdsong, thirsting for kind words, human closeness, shaking with rage at power, lust, and pettiest insult, tossed about, waiting for great things to happen, helplessly fearing for friends so far away, too tired and empty to pray, to think, to work, weary and ready to take my leave of it all. Who am I? This one or the other? Am I this one today and tomorrow another? Am I both at once? Before others a hypocrite and in my own eyes a pitiful, whimpering weakling? Or is what remains in me like a defeated army fleeing in disarray from victory already won? Who am I? They mock me, these lonely questions of mine. Whoever I am, Thou knowest me, O God, I am thine. It's kind of a reworking of Mm -hmm. some of that psalm. But I pray that we can let these words sink in. And from, we may not be in the prison of a contemplation, a contemplation, concentration camp, thank God. But we can be in a prison of our own devising and conversely in a concentration camp a person can be free 
in the truest sense. So, confession, transparency in front of God, and then in front of others, is the answer to the question, who am I? And we must know this, we must know, we must be working on the question, who am I? if we are to live life together. And the good news is we can help each other with that question. Okay? So, uh, that's very important for us as we contemplate a life that includes things other than marriage at this moment because it is it is one step towards the way to strength and wholeness and peace with one another and with God okay and contentment uh, so let's I just would encourage us all to ask the question, who am I? Okay. Um, I'm going to pray and then as, as we, as I end, just spend some time praying for one another round tables and we will call it a night. Okay. Lord, who are we each? Thank you for these words of scripture. Thank you for these words of Bonhoeffer's. Give us ears to hear, Lord. And, and I've got to say that, as you know, this is very difficult for us. So please remember that we are weak and that we are finite and we need your great help. And if you'll remember that, Lord, we can do just about anything. We're counting.